Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in to the Logical Love Podcast. Thank you for clicking on the button. Thank you for sharing the journey with us where we think love is more than just feelings. We like that love that lasts. You know, we like that love you might want to, you might, you might just spend a couple of Thanksgivings with. And speaking of speaking more than one Thanksgiving with, I'm joined today by the one only Joanna. Joanna, how are we doing today? Hello, doing pretty well. Mm, you look pretty well. I'll tell you that right now. Before we get started, if you could, if you like this, click the buttons, leave us a review, you know, tell us how much you love us. Tell, tell us how weird my voice is and how beautiful my girlfriend's voice is, right? Yes, leave us a review, an honest review. We appreciate it and be waiting for those mm. to come in. Yeah, we are. But speaking of coming in, we have some things to consider before giving yourself to someone. <laughs> oh, you love my segues. So on today's episode, we're going to be discussing four logical things that you should think about or consider before giving yourself to someone. Uh, just four kind of things you should think about and, and consider. Yeah. Because it's important, right? I mean, I think about this a lot of times, and I've worked with people like this, and hell, I made a baby doing this. We give more thought a lot of times to the car we're going to buy, the phone we're going to buy, the cell phone plan we're going to purchase. We give more thought to that than the person we give our heart to. Right, and unlike your heart, those things can be resold, refinanced, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah, you spend, you know, three to four years or months in a shitty situation ship, but you can't get a refund for that. No, no. But you can always sell the car. That's right. Yeah. Which is why, again, but this is important, and this is a Seneca quote, right, that we kind of, a lot of times we are very miserly and stingy with the things we can get later, like money, we can sell the car, etc. But we so easily give away the one resource that we can never retrieve, which is time. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about it. So we think, again, using logic, we can do a little of this uh, you know, thinking in advance that'll save us some heartbreak in the end because, you know, I don't want to go too much onto this. But whenever we think we're, we're heartbroken, if you're out there and you say, oh, I have my heart broken by this guy or this girl, you really didn't have your heart broke. You had your expectations broke. You know, you thought it was something it wasn't. You thought he was telling you the truth. You thought she was there for real and it wasn't. And so if we use some of these things we're going to talk about today, it's going to help you save you, save you from some of that heartbreak. Right. And I mean... Expectations are part of life and that's, you, you will have expectations and you will have disappointment, but what we're really talking about here is more the type of expectation that when you look back, it's something that keeps happening over and over and over again. So it, it's, it, it, it's sort of kind of the same thing that you keep experiencing. So, and it is related to relationships, romantic relationships. So you know, expectations will happen, disappointments will happen, but ideally you want to learn from them and avoid doing the same mistake. But if that's not happening, then 
maybe there's some logic missing in how those expectations are appearing in your life. Yeah, because I mean, like you're saying there, like with with us, you can expect me to be there for you, to care for you, to support you, whatever, but your expectations match reality. I am those things. But if you expected me to do, to be there for you, to want a future, to help, whatever, and then those didn't match, that would be the problem. And what you're saying is a lot of people can get themselves in situations where they're in and out of these situationships where they think it's something more, they think it's going somewhere, and the cycle just kind of continues to repeat. Correct. So they think it's something more perhaps because they didn't, and we talked about this in the last episode, like they didn't check first if if it was indeed something more. They just sort of kind of believe that it was something more, but not really based on anything that was said. So yeah, it would be those type of situations. And this is where logic can come in and you can include a little bit more logic in the beginning before you actually allow yourself to fall in love and do all of those things that will then make logic and objectivity a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's hard to see clearly once we're in the middle of the the hormone throws. And yeah, and like you said, that's a very important point. Anyone out there, you know, logic has empowered almost every part of our life. And if you want to follow your feelings, I mean, if you're out there, just think about it. Some of your most regrettable decisions out there have been feelings, right? You ate what you felt like for a year and you gained weight. You know, you 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 drank when you felt like it and you became an alcoholic. You you, you did whatever felt good and those don't always give us lasting pleasure. So again, using some of these tips is going to help us avoid that. And uh, speaking of these tips, what's number one, baby? What's the first one we're going to talk about? Okay, so then... On these four tips or things to do, the first one I would say is being precise with what it is that you want in a relationship. So being very, very objective and precise with your must-haves and don't-need-to-haves or don't-want-at-all, but particularly with the, with the must-haves. Yeah, I mean, I think this is where if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. And if you go out there and you're just dating and you're like, oh, I'm just going to see where it goes, I'll tell you where the hell it's going. A lot of heartbreak from you. You know, again, if you're a, if you're a man, that could mean you spend a bunch of money on dinners. If you're a woman, that could mean you, you use for your body a bunch. If you just see where, it, where it's going, if you don't have anything you're standing for, if you don't know exactly what you want, it's we're going to fall for a lot of bullshit. Right. And even if you think you do know what you want sometimes it may be helpful to just write it down or to actually just really make it very very clear and very precise because then otherwise how can you know if if it's there in the other person because you know certain values or things may look like the same thing but they're really not exactly what you're looking for so someone may appear to be kind because of, I don't know, a gesture they made once, but but that's just simply a one-off. Like, it's not that they're really kind. So if you're not really, really precise with the deep nuances of what it is that being kind is, then you may easily just get 
fooled. And it's not that the other person is fooling you necessarily. It's just that you don't really know, right? So you you want to think of it like if you're picking white color for the walls of your house, um, how white? There's so many different whites, right? Yeah, you want to be <laughs> white? Is it ivory white? Is it? <laughs> so all the little nuances of that. Yeah, and I think important to add to that with what you're saying is that we have to know what we want and we need to write it down. So what you're saying here, and again, I think this could be a humongous help to people out there. You write down your three things you got to have. You write down the three things you're just not going to allow. You just cannot stand. You write them down before you start, again, giving yourself to someone, whether that's having sex and getting attached or going on like, months-long text messages with some dude you met on an app, but you write it down first because what we tend to do is we have these things, but then we get someone, we meet someone, and we get these feels. And like, oh, my God, he's so perfect. I mean, I mean, he doesn't want a relationship right now, but, oh, my God, everything's so great. He's got a boat. He's buff. He's tall. He's six foot. He makes six figures. <laughs> he's just everything. Just I want the man, except for he doesn't want a relationship. Well, But we we... We missed the whole fucking point, right? Like, or it could be, oh my God, he's so perfect. He's so amazing. He's everything. He wants a relationship. I mean, he, he drinks a little, he drinks himself until he passes out every day, but, oh, but it's fine. It'll be okay. He's so kind. He's loving. And so the important part is we got to write it down first because once we start catching feelings for things, then we're going to, we're going to backwards reason, right? And, and psychologists have studied this. It's like, most people, we make backwards logic for why we did something, right? Like, oh, well, I, I slept with him because of blah, 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 blah. Like, because whatever, the moment was right. And I, but that's not why. Like we, and it's much better if you don't want to get heartbroken continually, perpetually, to think about it in advance, get clear, write it down. And that way, like you said, when you see it, you can look at that thing you wrote down that's in black and white ink or a note app on your phone. And you could say, hey, I said a deal breaker was I didn't want someone who was an alcoholic or someone who was unhealthy. This person is that. And you see it, right? You don't have to start. Yeah, you don't have to start. This is a little bit of an equivalent to like when people decide that they're not going to eat specific things. For example, I'm not going to eat. Here comes the sugar again. I'm not going to eat sugary things or cookies or whatever it is, then you just simply don't buy those things. So, and this happens quite a bit. I mean, I've seen it. People are like, well, I've decided I'm not going to eat that. So they don't even allow that in their house. So this is kind of an equivalent of that. If you want to think about it, you're just ma making a list of the things that you do allow in your space and that you allow yourself to spend time and then, you know, and then once that list is made and it's very clear, obviously we're talking about values and behaviors a little bit more complex than, you know, foods with sugar or with fat or whatever. <laughs> but as much as possible, be very, 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 very clear with what it is that you allow to spend time on. Yeah, I mean, it just, just like if you were, if you're out there and you're a single lady, you're trying to attract that man. So you're looking right. You know, you're thinking about all the things you put into your body, 
you're counting your calories, you're wanting to look good for whoever out there in the world, right? You can attract this man. But if you don't apply that same logic to the men you let in and out of your body, well, then you're going to also end up heartbroken, right? Just having that simple thing of like, hey, I don't allow someone, you know, and it could be anything's different for everyone, but if you want a serious, committed, monogamous relationship, then you can say, I don't let people into my body that don't want these things. And if you don't do that, then we'll fall for things. Just like when you're out there, if you're wanting to be healthy, you've probably made a decision, oh, I don't drink soda, or I don't eat meat, or I don't eat processed food, or whatever. We can use that same logic in our love lives to make sure we're putting healthy things in our in our personal space, so to speak. Yeah. And and about those three things to be very clear about, we tend to, our brain sometimes goes to visible characteristics, right? Because it's kind of what's presented, what we can see, and our eyes are very, are a strong input from the environment. But I would suggest to go beyond that, right? Because the essential stuff is invisible to the eye. And, and most of those physical things go away with time anyway. So if you want a long term thing, then obviously you want to make sure that the other person has the values, things that are not visible and physical characteristics, well, especially yeah. for those three things that, that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. You want to have your, so give me an example for that, baby. Like, okay, so you're saying I can't see it. How does someone out there observe it? How do they, what does that look like? How, how do I... Well, so I think it's about being curious about the other person's motivations and intentions. So, for example, if you know that you want a kind person and you go out on a date with this person and you see them, I don't know, stopping on the sidewalk and moving out of the way to let a mom pass with their toddler, baby stroller, whatever, obviously you can just assume that that person stopped to let the mom pass because that's why you stopped. But don't just assume that. Ask questions. You know, just just be curious about what are the motivations for the other person to stop. And every time, just be curious and see how they act, for example. And not, so not even just necessarily, as, as opposed to knowing, like, because if you see, say you're on date one through three with a guy, of course, he's super nice. No girl on this world wants to fuck an asshole. But once they fuck an asshole, they'll stay attached to an asshole for a long time. Guys know this, right? It's much easier for a man to get something from you the second and third time. It's much harder the first time. Once you give it, you're likely to keep giving. So what you're saying is there is like a lot of women, you might see a guy be really kind to that person on the first couple dates, but you don't know why he's kind. He might just be being kind with the intention of getting into your pants as quick as possible. Or he might have stopped because he has a rock in his shoe. <laughs> it has nothing yes. to do. He wasn't even stopping for the purpose of the other person. He was just, it just so happened to, you know, he stepped on poo or whatever. <laughs> Happenstance. Yeah, he could be donating. Yeah. Oh, you donate to save the ocean. He's donating for tax write-offs. He doesn't <laughs> give a fuck about the ocean. Yeah. So like you said, I think that's important. Being curious about it. So if you want things that are are important, like again, being a kind person, that's harder to see on one particular instance. You have to collect data. 
over the long haul, not just the questions, but see his actions and not assume that you know what you don't know, right? Like just because he stopped, why is he stopping? Just because he's donating, why is he donating? Right. And I think uh, that's good. So so what's... Uh, yeah, that, that I think that's linked to the second point. So the second point is, is, you know, giving the example of kindness, right? If you are able to objectively look at yourself and see, you know, what what are your values and what are your characteristics, and you see that you are a kind person, then if you can look at yourself as if you're looking from the outside in, as if you were your best friend looking at you and how you behave and what are your intentions behind when you do certain actions or when you do when you have certain behaviors then it would be much easier to recognize that in someone else because you get to observe the nuances of what it is being to be kind for example and i just think that that's much easier to recognize in someone else if you are able to see those things in yourself. Yeah, and what and what you're mentioning here, this is maybe the hardest task you'll have as a human because that sounds nice, but ain't nobody can see their own face without a mirror. Right. So, you know, looking at things objectively is a practice. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of people go to therapy, this is, you know, CBT or different therapy modalities, this is what it's about. Like, so you see the pretty guy, you don't practice saying he's so perfect, he's so beautiful, you get objective, right? You say, oh, he's tall, he has a beard, he has whatever. So we don't get lost in it and seeing things objectively. But what you're saying there is, so the second point is really to practice looking at yourself, practice looking at things objectively. Mm-hmm. And that way, when we get in the habit of that, looking at things objectively, we can better see if this person matches the three things we had. Because we might know our three things perfectly, but if our instrument of measurement is off, we're going to think this guy's kind. We're going to give him our our heart, soul, everything, and then disappointed that he's not. But it was our measurement. He was never kind in the first place. Our, our heart feels broken because our expectations are broken because we expected him to be something because we thought we could trust our measurement. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't because we were not objective, and that takes practice. Yeah, and yeah, you can practice that with yourself, and it's like you said, quite difficult to do, especially because we are looking, we're trying to look at ourselves from like an observer point of view. And in here, if you have friends or family that you trust, they can be a good mirror, a spiritual mirror to you, and ask them what do they see, ask them questions. Ask them what they consider to be your, you know, best values or characteristics and ask them why. Yeah. Why do they think that? Why, when do they see that coming out, etc. And then maybe see which characteristics agree, like everyone tells you that you have. And that may ha- actually just help you with that observers, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying to take the other perspective blindly and just say oh yeah i must be this i must be that because everyone's saying so but on on the contrary it's kind of like a a clue that they give you and that then you can take to sort of filter your own perception and see if you know what they're saying really matches who you are and what your intentions are 
what you're perceiving. It's like if we took, you know, in science, we might measure, we use five different measurements. And then if all five of those measurements come back and they say pretty much the same thing, we can trust the data more than if we just have one measurement we don't know. Correct. And but using, that's just a strong indication even then, right? Even Depending then, Depending on yeah. the measurements, yeah. But the more we can get with it, and exactly. then even on top of it, I think this is important too. I know you didn't mention it there, but you got to be careful. A lot of people, listen, your friend might be a nice friend, but be fucking sure you even want to live their life before you take their advice. Mm-hmm. So if they're single and they're going through hoe phases, if that's what you want, take that advice. If you want to be... They might be, you know, a lot of people end up taking other single people's advice. Well, why the hell are they single? And do you want to live there? Clearly, if they knew what to do, they might not be here. And so this is why it's important to be mindful of whose advice you're taking, right? If you're taking advice from someone who doesn't even like monogamous relationships, whatever, then what, you know, it's, it's be aware. Yeah, like it, take it with a grain of salt. They, they may still be good they may still be good at judging other people and judging character of other people and you know especially if you've known them for a long time they may have seen they have seen you grow up etc you know they will still have valuable things to say about you yeah but don't necessarily take their advice on relationships if they are not aiming to have a relationship like the one you want yeah like you said be curious with them like what do they want to because that's how they're going to see the world. If you ask a mechanic how you can improve your life, he's going to say, fix your car. You ask a doctor how you can improve your life, he's going to say, get your vaccines. If you ask a therapist how you can improve your life, he's going to say, get therapy. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just, you got to make sure you ask that and yeah. be curious and of who you're getting the advice from. Because a lot of people, I think they stay, you know, like they get in these bubbles where they just end up staying in these cycles of situationships or not lasting relationships. But they're taking advice off of fucking sex in the city and shit. And it's like, so that is a, is a good point. Again, like you said, practice being objective is number two. Looking at things objectively, that's hard to do, but it's an important task. It takes daily practice mm-hmm. and we can stay at it. That's value. Yeah. What you, what you got next? The third point comes where the other person enters the play, right? So you meet someone, it seems like they do may have those three characteristics that you consider to be your must-haves. So then, you know, it's time to be curious about that person, see what it is that they want, and really not try to just understand with words, but get really, really clear. We kind of touched on this on the first point. Be clear about the intentions behind the words when they behave a certain way when they talk to you a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. And not just asking them what they want, but also ask them what it is that they want. Don't try to guess it. Don't think that you know it. Ask questions and go beyond the words too. And yes, obviously this takes time because if you've done one and two, you'll see that it took time for you to know yourself. So imagine how long it's going to take to get to know the other person and their intentions and what it is that they want from a relationship. Yeah. Well, I mean, the key here is, is that if you really find a lasting relationship, you want that thing that's going to last your whole lifetime where you're old couples and you're holding hands, you ain't never going to know them. 
you're going to have to always be curious. The second you think you know, you're done listening to them. The relationship's dead. So, but I like what you said there again, being curious what they want, because a lot of people won't ask this. They'll, they'll, they'll start, they'll start asking, Hey, what do you want from a relationship after they've been fucking for three months? Well, now your hormones are high. You're invested. You know, you could have, you know, you feel like, and especially if you wanted a relationship and all they wanted was sex. Now there's a power imbalance. Mm -hmm where you literally want something that they have and now they don't want anything you have because they've already got it. Mm. And then it leaves it in this uncomfortable thing. Whereas if we, we should talk about these things before we, you know, like you said, and they can still lie to you, right? So you have to make sure they might say, oh, I want to be in a relationship. But first, to be honest with you, the beautiful thing about humanity is there are maybe a lot of guys out there that we could say are using women for sex or whatever, or that all they want is sex. I agree, right? I'm not saying that's not true. But the fact of the matter is, if you have the courage to just have that uncomfortable, awkward conversation and ask them, hey, what do you want from this? Are you just wanting sex from this or do you want something more? You ask them that, you ask them that, 90% of the guys will tell you, hey, I just want sex. I, I see you as a sexual thing. I don't see you as a relationship thing. They'll tell you. Now, that's hard to ask, but most guys are not going to lie to you and be married and, and tell you something just you want to hear to have sex with you. Most guys are decent. They're not, or they're not great, but they're decent. But you have to be willing to ask, to your point. Mm -hmm. And then see, maybe you ask them and they say, oh, I do want it. Well, then now you observe their actions, right? Right? How are they living it? So they say, oh, I want a relationship. Okay. Are they still on the dating app? Right? Like, what are they doing here? Are they, are they make a, say they want a relationship. And then this is another thing I think you're going to, yeah, but I'll save that for the next point. But yeah, you're right. Being curious to see what they want and see if their actions align, align with Align with the words. Yeah, basically. And of course, that, like I mentioned, that's why it will take time, right? You can say pretty words for a while, but then stay curious and don't just fall for that. You know, just see if the if if the actions align. And if they don't, you can just ask. And yeah. if you think they do, you can still ask, right? To see again if that intention is is there. Yeah, or stay curious. If they stopped in the sidewalk because they stepped on poo. And this is to to yeah, because they stepped on poo. <laughs> But this is the thing. You're, think of it like a scientist here. You know, a scientist, you're not going to give, you're not going to hang your hat on one measurement. So don't give them your fucking body off of one measurement. Don't give them your heart off of one measurement. But yeah, that's the idea, right? Is that because even me, I can listen, dude. And I told you this early when I met you. I said, you know, I don't just want to sweet talk you for a night. I want to sweet talk you for a life. Right? Yeah. You remember that? I do. Now, most guys that are just wanting to use people for situationships and sex, they can do what I do for a week. They can do what I do for four dates, five dates, but they can't do it for fucking 50 weeks. They can't do it for a month, day in and day out, months. They just can't do it because it's not who they are. And it's not bad to them. I'm not saying they could never do it. 
I'm not saying they won't ever do it, but they're not going to do it for you. Yeah, if, they, if that's what they want with you. They're not. Which I, actually. Yeah, and that brings us, brings to, us our, to the next, the next point. point. Yeah. So the next and fourth and last point is to see if what you want, which is step one, and what they want, which was step three, if they align, right? If they are compatible, basically. And not just know that, so though know it with all the nuances of what it is to be in a relationship, right? Of what it is that you imagine yourself doing on a random Tuesday night with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and see if they have the same kind of idea and see if those align. And if they want it with you. And if they want it with you. That's it for you to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think it's <laughs> So it's big. not only that if they align, but it's also like, you know, they may want the same things as you, you know, detail by detail, but they are not necessarily with you. They don't see that with you. Yeah, right? they don't want it. But you're right. And it, you don't know for sure. And it could change. What we want could change. But you're right. Knowing clearly, writing it down, what do I want? Collecting data. Okay, what do they want? Right? What have I understood that they want? Not just through their words, but actions. And then seeing, hey, does this align? And and not think in an idealistic way, to your point. But it, don't think about your fucking honeymoon. Don't think about the adventure you're going to go on and how spectacular and your kids and your marriage and your... All, no, think about a random freaking Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's rainy. You guys are sick. It's just, you know, most of a relationship, it's going to be the banal, boring moments. Right? That's what's going to make it last. It's not the fireworks. You might have, right now if you're listening to this, you might have a distorted view of romantic relations just because of hookup culture. Right? And I've been there. If you're only seeing someone every couple once a week, you know, or or every couple weeks, damn, sure, straight, every time you see them, it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be magical. But if you want a real relationship where you grow together that lasts, you're going to life, you guys are going to get diarrhea sometimes. You guys are going to, sometimes you might eat too much spicy curry, yeah. you know, and, and it just might not be in the cards for tonight. You know, you might have to take a night off from sexual activity because I got to be careful. I got to keep, right. but that's it. If you want it, like you said, seeing if it matches and not just if it matches on the honeymoon or on the damn adventure on the trip, but does it match in a line on a random Tuesday? Right. And if it doesn't, move on. Yes. That's okay. Just tell them, hey, I don't think we want the same thing and move on. Because at this point, hopefully, you I mean, you may have some expectations, right? But it still won't be as bad as if you had just fallen hard <laughs> without checking these things first. So oh. you're actually saving yourself time in the long run because you don't have to recover from a heartbreak. You are moving on before, you know, with some disappointment. Sure, but not major disappointment. Yeah, I think that's value. You know, what might feel like rejection is really redirection. And you're going to feel a lot better out there, even if you've only, even if you've been on five dates with them, you've been texting them for six months. It's going to feel a lot better getting out of it at six months than wasting 18 months. It's going to feel a lot better getting out of it at 18 months than spending three years. Mm hmm. 
you know? And the thing is, you got to remember there's a tax to this. And especially if you're a woman, we kind of, we have psychological research on this. Like women generally will cheat because they, they're not emotionally fulfilled, right? They're not, they don't feel, they're not cheating just off of like aesthetic. It's harder for them to do that. They have to feel an emotional disconnect, mm -hmm. not appreciated, et cetera. Men don't work the same way. So the reason this is, this is important, especially for women to keep in mind, is that if you end up getting emotionally connected, then not when, first off, when you're in that connection with the guy that's not even committed to you, you are committed to him and you're not seeing any other guy as attractive. Mm -hmm. You're not giving any, the perfect man could be there for you. Instead, you're, you know, having. Wasting your time. Exactly. And, and it's, and it's, and the thing is not only that, do you waste that time, but now then you break up, then that finally ends. Now you're, and again, you, this is the story of our common day. You could even not be official couple with this man, but again, you've done all the stuff a, a couple would do. You guys have been on vacations. You've had unprotected sex. You've talked about, you've laid in bed, cuddled and had deep conversations. You've talked for hours. You've known him for months. It never was even your boyfriend. Now it ends. Your brain psychologically doesn't know that. It's still a breakup for you, basically. It's still a breakup. But here's the thing. You, have, you can't even communicate it. You can't even process it yourself because you don't have the words. You know, now to him, his expectations going in was to get that cookie. He got the cookie. He's fine. Right. His heart is not broken. His expectations, he got what he expected. He might even have got more than expected. He didn't even think he was going to get to do all the sexual things. He was, you know, so he's fine. But if that woman there, she expected a relationship. Now her heart's broken. Now, not only did she spend that time giving herself to a man that was never going to give anything in return. Now she's heartbroken for another months, maybe even a year. And so what, what, again, I think what you're saying there is so valuable when you go through that, you go through these, these things, again, knowing what you want, seeing if it aligns with what they want, being objective. And if it doesn't work out at any point along the way, make up. And celebrate it. Yes. <laughs> because, yeah, it's not, don't think of it as the time that you wasted. Think of it as the time that you didn't waste. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Like, literally, if you're listening right now, I don't give a fuck. What relationships you've been in or situationships. I don't care if you're, if you're 45, 50 years old, okay? I don't care if you just spent five years with a guy that was cheating on you with 12 wives, okay? I and do. And giraffes. And giraffes. Yes. I don't care. But think of it like this. That's not bad because right now you're out of it. It could have been much longer. Right. Start. So like you said, celebrate it. Congratulate yourself. If you were able to get out after three years, you got out. Right. You know, and now if you're listening to, to us talk, you know how you can use some logic and you can measurely, objectively look at these things before you give yourself away again. Right. And you still have a chance, you know. And that's a beautiful thing. Celebrate it. Again, rejection from now on in your, in your mind, that's just misspelled redirection. Right. Spell check, yes. Yeah. And speaking of spell check, we're going to spell out this outro. That was a terrible segue. Ooh. Ooh. I like even one more ooh. ooh. 
God, I'm excited now. But yes, let's redirect this conversation uh, to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Which so what's the the final any any final takeaways? I think we covered it, but that you would tell people. Yeah. So in summary, you know, be objective with the person you are, your values, what do you want from a relationship, things that go beyond the physical appearance and the superfluous stuff, the superficial. Be objective and clear with the person that you met with what it is that they want and see if those things align and if they do if that person sees a relationship with you specifically and you know when you do these logical steps before allowing yourself for being emotional connect emotionally connected and in love with that person you're saving yourself a bunch of time and more importantly heartbreak and major disappointment yeah, again, being scientific with it a right. little bit and objective so that way you give our best efforts, right? That's why we have in data, right? We This logic has improved all so much of our life. There's a reason why the planes look a certain way. You know, there's a reason why roads are designed a certain way because we know this is our best shot. We're not going to waste time. We have certain best practices. Right. And we're objective with it. We're not just praying that our car will get us to Texas. We know we have a half a tank and we know a half a tank gets us approximately so many miles. Right. And then we can use logic to ensure we're able to get to where the hell we want to go. And we can do the same thing with love. Exactly. Mm, I know where I want to go with you. On that note, please leave a review. If you've listened this far to the podcast, man, I appreciate you. You should check out the newsletter if you're not already. Go to logical.loveno.com, logical.love. You could sign up there. It's a great newsletter. Also, follow my freaking girlfriend on Instagram. All right? It's 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 at logical.love. It's Instagram. Follow her. You could check me out too. I'm at Love Logician, but I'm a little more aggressive. She's cute. She posts dog videos sometimes and, you know, but hey, that's why I like her. We're different. It's beautiful. Do that. Also, there's a there's a book coming out at some point. We're editing it. It's, it's going to be a valuable. daily. Valuable. A lot of this stuff. It's going to be great. You're great. Check us out. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time on Logical Love.